no, you're right. But like, there's just like, it just seems like it's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Let me explain to you feeling facts. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that Oh boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, through the internet, it's Catherine Kogert. Hi! Oh, oh, careful, careful. Don't don't crack uh, people's glasses. Oh no, now it's, this is some kind of electromagnetic pulse. I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> How are you? Uh, oh boy, Catherine. The day I've had. What a day. Let me tell you. What are two things that happened? Uh, the chain on my bike broke. No, again. Yeah. Again? I don't know. It feels like it's the first time. I don't time. know. I feel like... It might have been two years ago you told me about that. You know, when it happened, it felt like that, though. I was like, everything I own falls apart. And then I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think I think this bike is actually doing pretty well. Like, <laughs> it's just sort of like my brain is just like totalizing every bad thing that's ever happened to me. And anytime something else is like, and another thing, I was promised only 100 bad things would happen right. to me in my whole life. Yeah, and this is 110. Ugh. We're 10 over. I thought I would get 99 problems, and then all of a sudden there's all these other problems. Just like the Jay-Z song. Got 99 problems. Oh, is that, is that what you were referencing? Also more problems. <laughs> oh, a sequel. Yeah. Still stuck in the closet. That's problem number 99. <laughs> I thought that was R. Kelly. It is R. Kelly. Okay. It's a crossover they did together. One of those crossover sequels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a sort of a Hollywood movie of uh, rap albums. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a, a thing that happened to me. So two things that happened to me. Did you know? The chain broke. And okay. I, I complained about thing? it is the other thing. What did, oh. did I know something? I don't know. I just realized right after I said, did you know that the thing I was going to say is not super interesting or applicable to 99% of the population? Sure. Uh, you got ninety nine percent of the population, you hear it? but uh, disinterested in me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I ain't one, and so I would like to hear your story. <laughs> well, here's the thing: um, the 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 crossover sequel happened uh, in the season finale to uh, Justice League Unlimited. When they also did, it was in the far future, and it was also a series finale to Batman Beyond. Uh, great. Yeah, great. Um, See, great. even Tim doesn't care. Super great. <laughs> uh, and you know who features prominently in a little show called Batman Beyond? Do you know? Bruce Wayne. And? And Dana. Uh-huh. Anybody else? And Max? Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, who else is there? Oh, oh, his little brother? What's his little brother's name? I don't remember. It's not Max? No. Max uh, is his cool friend. Oh, that's right. Listen, the people at home, they're yelling. They're just throwing their phones across the lobby. Like, you're missing the key character to all of Batman Beyond. And that is Ace the Bat Hound. <laughs> 
Oh, Ace the Bat Hound. That's right. Today, talking about, in a weird roundabout way, Ace the Bat Hound, we're talking uh-huh. about therapy dogs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you an aging millionaire who used to be a superhero? Maybe you could get yourself a dog. You ever think about that? I Just aspire get a dog. to be. <laughs> uh Catherine, have you ever uh have you ever used the dog for therapeutic purposes no have you <laughs> i mean i've played with dogs to feel better <laughs> oh sure, sure yeah Which, yeah in a way is is sort of what uh therapy dogs do like that's kind of just their full-time gig instead of like a you know uh yeah i'll pick up some freelance work with this guy who doesn't feel great um, sure yeah get you... some treats out of it <laughs> uh i mean listen at the end of the day Dogs love treats. I don't think we Dogs should fault them for that. Humans mm. love treats. Yeah. Give me some treats. Yeah. Uh, what's what's a Catherine treat? <laughs> oh, 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 the treats that I that I enjoy. I mean, do we need to even talk about Dinamitos? Uh, possibly. I'm not sure it's come up. Seems like it must have. The but... treat that can't be beat? I'm sure it's been brought up. Uh, yeah, so Dinamitos. What's the synopsis? They're uh, basically talkies knockoffs, and if you don't know what a talkies is, or what a talk is it a singular talkie or is it a talkies? Uh, Who knows? Yeah, it's lost to the sands of time. I don't understand time. the pluralization. Yeah, they're like little. Imagine a taquito, but then <sighs> shrunk down to the diameter of like a potato chip, <laughs> and no filling, and just like covered in the basically flaming hot limon powder. Cheetos. Yeah, that limon uh, thing we all know and love. It's like a flaming hot Cheetos with lime powder. Yeah, I, it, it it's sort of like what if we just sort of isolated the most uh, intense, acidic, spicy flavors in Mexican food, and then just like made it like as processed as possible. That's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I read a sort of thick piece blog post that I don't think I could find again. That said that this was a very successful attempt by Doritos to capitalize on the uh, Hispanic millennials. Dislike. Uh, Corner okay. of the market. <laughs> Super dislike. Yeah. I mean, they got me on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're, you've got half of that. <laughs> I'm one of those things. Yeah. Uh, which one? We may never know. Because uh, I refuse to talk <laughs> about millennials. That's right. Moving on, talking about therapy dogs. People. <laughs> um, so you've never, uh, you've, but but you've engaged in in dog therapy in a sense, right? Sure. Yeah, I um, always take pet sitting gigs when they're offered to me, mm-hmm. unless I'll be out of town, because like I just think it's good for me to spend some time with some animals. Right. You're doing the work. Um, yeah. So do you know, uh, when, when you think of a therapy dog, like, what, what, what do you think, what is that? Like, describe, describe for me what a therapy dog is. Uh, so there's the, the guide dogs. Mm-hmm. The dogs that, like, if you are blind or disabled and you need, like, a little buddy <laughs> to take care of some things, like pull out drawers with its mouth. Mm, so cute. Uh, you know, just be the hooch to your turner, if you will. Right. Uh, the classic uh, late 80s, early 90s uh, Tom Hanks film, Turner and Hooch. Yes. Possibly Soundtrack. also starring... Okay, you you do yours and I'll do mine. 
soundtracked by all uh, Creative Commons music, possibly public domain music. It was a lot of it, like, like uh, smoke coming from the streets, kind of like cop drama music, wasn't it? Synthesizer. And I was going to say that in addition to a bunch of uh, possibly license-free music, it also starred what possibly was the dog from The Sandlot. So a lot of a lot of big things happening in that movie. Yeah, a lot of big things. And a lady who looked like Leah Thompson, but turned out later to not be Leah Thompson. Surprise. Yeah. Well, so anyway, that was my experience with Turner and Hooch, another classic film. <laughs> um, so, you, so you say uh, that there's the the sort of service dog aspect, seeing eye dog, a, a helper dog to like open something, or uh, I read that they can open or turn on light switches if, if uh, you. Uh, uh, have trouble with that mm-hmm. those are explicitly defined in the american uh, with disabilities act of 1990 as not being therapy dogs or, oh i'm sorry it's vice versa therapy dogs are not service dogs they do not count under the ada um and uh they they sort of have this very like big split between them in that like one is trained to do a job they're working dogs who are doing a specific function for a specific person uh Whereas therapy dogs um, is a much broader term that sort of just means like, yeah, we're using this dog to help you feel better. And sometimes those dogs are like groomed, uh, not in the dog grooming sense, but in the uh, career grooming sense. Trained. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they're, yeah, like specific. Spe- they've been trained to do a specific thing. Other times it's just like, well, this golden retriever is very nice. Yeah. Mm. That golden retriever is really nice. Good dog. <laughs> what a sweetie. Um, but what I would say is that Hooch in the classic film, Turner and Hooch, uh, mm-hmm. I'd say he counts as a therapy dog. He's not a service dog. He's really bad at everything. He's quite, he's not super useful. Yeah. I mean, unless you need to destroy your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he'll get or right on that. If you have an obsessive compulsive in your life that you really want to get under the skin of. Right, because that was the sort of Turner aspect of that movie. Right, Turner was the, um, oh, in The Odd Couple. <laughs> Who was Turner? Felix. Felix. And Hooch was the Oscar. Yes. Mm. Exactly. So glad. So glad that we were able to lay that framework right on top. <laughs> yeah, and having finally achieved our goal, let's come back in a moment. Encyclopedia Brunch. Rockstar! 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 And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about therapy dogs. Those dogs that just make you feel better. Oh, little guys. Little guys. sweethearts. Um, so, uh, when you're talking about, like, dog therapy, uh, and excluding the sort of, like, worker dog aspect, um, let's say it's just, like, a straight up, like, this is a therapy dog, what do you envision that process looking like? 
Like, what, what's the thing that, like, you do with the dog? Uh, pet the dog. Mm. Hold the nice. dog. Oh, hello. <laughs> Get kisses from the dog. Oh, yeah. He gets some tongue kisses. What a sweetie. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I have in mind. Yeah, those are things you can do. I was surprised to find out that, um, there's also a, like... So they call it animal assisted therapy, right? And that can break out into um, animal assisted therapy or animal assisted activity. Uh, and what you're describing sounds to me a lot more like animal assisted activity, in which it's sort of like, "Hey, a dog's here, everybody." Um, this can also extend to uh, dolphins, goats, uh, horses, etc. Um, hey, a dolphin's here, everybody. Yeah. Hey, a goat's here, everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, which I don't know it does sound kind of nice um there is there is this other aspect to it which is more just like doing therapy with a therapist but also a dog's here everybody um so it's sort of just like the therapist does you know like you have a conversation or, or you know whatever form of therapy uh you're practicing and then also the dog is sitting either with you or with the therapist or just sort of in the room um okay and the theory goes this makes the therapy more effective any thoughts on uh, guesses why? Uh, mm, nope, I got nothing. I'm trying to form. I was trying to formulate something, and just nothing, nothing came together. It's like I was trying to like pull like different clouds together, but then you can't pull a cloud. A cloud is just air. Yeah, you're not. So my hand just kept going through it. <laughs> I think your your fundamental problem with getting the cloud was that it's like incorporeal, which yes is a real problem, but also clouds yeah. are very big and very far away. You're like a That's true. That's also an issue. That's also an issue. But, and and like I was like, oh, I can't put my hand through it because in this in this situation I would like Mr. Fantastic, I was super long and stretchy, so I stretched uh, up to the cloud. Yeah, but then I put my hand through it and I was like, Oh a ghost and I got all spooked. Oh yeah. You thought it was a, a living cloud, it turned out it was a ghost cloud. Yeah. It was a dead cloud the whole time. Oh, God, that makes the skies so sad. And just like <laughs> dead clouds drifting over us like so many husks. Where have all the living clouds gone? <laughs> do -do, do -do 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 -do. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay. <laughs> Why don't you take my airplane right through the clouds? I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing with it. Clouds. That's a weird song. Hey, Paula Cole, you're weird and great. <laughs> Where have all the pollicles gone? They're listening to this podcast about therapy dogs. <laughs> uh so that goes out to Paula Cole. And um Yeah, so the idea is uh that the therapy is more effective and they break it out into three theories. And and this kind of gets um you know, the, the fundamental crux is like, well, I don't know, people feel better around dogs, unless they're afraid of dogs. But, you know, um, that's now that's exposure therapy instead of uh, animal-assisted therapy. Um, but there's three theories on, like, why we're just best friends of dogs. Uh, and I would encourage anyone to go read the Wikipedia page for human-canine bond about this. Because there's so many great pictures of dogs being best friends with people, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's this, there's this one where it's just this guy napping and the dog's got his head napping on him and it just says example of the human canine bond and I'm like, ah, 
it's, that that's more than that. Like, it's such a cold <laughs> caption for just the cutest little thing. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so so you know, it kind of gets more broadly into like, why do we like dogs anyway? Um, and I don't uh, know, Tim. Why? Mm, well, th- there's three answers, and then the one that uh kind of fits in most immediately with the um animal assisted therapy style is uh, what they call biophilia which is the idea that uh ancient people would have kept domesticated animals around sort of as like guard animals um or otherwise uh something to signal that like hey there's a problem coming um because you know animals have different senses than humans do often more keen um and so when we are in the presence of a dog that is relaxed we are more relaxed because that's a sign that like, eh, all's clear. Dog doesn't see any problems right here. So clearly it's fine. I don't know. You buy that one? That's, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I do buy parts of that one because like, I don't know. I feel like every 10 minutes there's a news story about like the dog sensed the earthquake before anyone else did. Or like the dog knew its owner was going to have a heart attack first. And, like, we keep going back to that well and keep being really surprised by it. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you just watch those uh, Dog Bias News, Dog News Network, um, Pups Are Us. Uh, uh, CNN, sure. Yeah. They're just always... I, I like the idea that literally every 10 minutes, because, you know, like, I, I don't watch uh, very much cable news, but it's on sometimes. There's so many lobbies in this world. Um, and... <laughs> And I'm always just like astounded at just like, oh, you're still talking about this, huh? Just just mm-hmm. going on. And I like the you idea. Know, Go on. Yeah, I just think it's a it's a shame that Cat News Network like decided to diffuse its its mission statement with all this like mainstream news stuff. I really wish they would have just kept focusing on cats. Right. Like literally Get back to the cats, camera. CNN. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a shame. At the very least, they ought to like continue to just have cats sort of prowling the studio constantly. Ever since they <laughs> let that wolf in there, I don't know. I just don't I know. don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I guess if they wanted to have their like weird hologram infographic stuff, they couldn't have cats in the studio too, because the cats would be all over it, like a laser pointer. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Anywho, uh, let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dogs, yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, biophilia. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it, it feels a little, like, uh, backwards explainy. You know, like, well, surely ancient man would have done the following. Um, because it fits the evidence I'm seeing. So, come on. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It is nice to be around dogs, so... We work with whatever uh, models we can. Yeah, I think going back to ancient man, like that argument, like it it seems to be evoking like this is kind of just a fundamental truth about the world. Like this has always been true and no matter what changes, this will always be true. Um, What do you mean? It seems like whenever we go back to like, well, in ancient times, we did this thing that Mm. we're still kind of doing. (laughs) So we're always going to do this. So it's sort of a a kind of less hand wavy way of saying, "Meh, humans got a human." I don't know. Seems to be just like what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what is it to human? And I feel like whenever you bring something back to ancient times, you're trying to be like, 
you're trying to find a way to put a specific thing in that what is it to be human right but it's like maybe going a little too far back from the the ways that we can apply uh you know science and uh uh, causality even you know like just because we don't have the history we don't have the you know whatever whatever does that sound right yeah yeah sure oh cute little dog Frundle. <laughs> Back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about therapy dogs, taking care of us and taking care of dogs. It's a ongoing cycle, but a good one. Therapy dogs. Hmm. So we got what biophilia. Else we got? <laughs> what else uh-huh. we got? Well, I was uh-huh. looking this bag here. Rummage, 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 feel about. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see uh, that I uh, have two other possible explanations for why uh, dog therapy uh, rocks and rolls. Um, you know, like a, a real Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> hey, he rocked and rolled and he made me feel better. He's a therapy uh, dog. I don't know. Man. <laughs> um, so another idea is just that uh, it's uh, they are like a social support network. Um, let's see. So it's called social support theory, uh, which is sort of just another way of saying, well, I don't know. We kind of think of the dogs as our friends. <laughs> like they become, you know, part of the family, part of the community that whatever. Um, and that's like an important thing for humans. And so that's why we like dogs is because they just sort of engage on that. Um, and presumably they like us because we feed yeah. them treats. I think because they treat us like we're part of the pack, mm. you know, and we're pack animals and they're pack animals. Right. I do like also that they're they're very clear about are you in the group or out of the group? Like, yeah. you know, dogs will be mean to you, but I never take it personally because they just like bark at you and you're like, all right, all right, easy, easy. Like, I just don't want to get bit right here. Whereas like... Right. Cats are real passive aggressive. Mm, well, you know who else? And is... snakes. Oy. <laughs> What's their game? They're just aggressive. <laughs> Not all of them. Uh, see our episode on snakes. Yeah, some of them are just pretty apathetic. Hmm. Why bother? And they're all meat tubes. Yep. Well, we're all meat tubes. Just some of us have uh, multiple prongs. Stuff hanging off of us. Mm-hmm. Pieces hanging off. Just hanging on out. Um, I mean, I would also say that humans are quite passive aggressive, and they're like, "Are we friends?" There's not. We're not very good at just being like. Like, dogs are so good at this. They're just like, we're best friends. Hello. Or, I hate you and want to destroy you. Um, yeah. Humans are, we, we spend most of our time kind of in the middle. Oh, hi. Yeah, great weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will end you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I need more of this. More of this, please. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Listen, I've told you, I've told you when we started this podcast and I'll tell you a million times, I will end you. Oh, thanks. We're best friends. Hello. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's like, you know, the dogs, uh, the 
dog can be part of your family. Um, and then there is the final idea, which I love it because it's real weird. It's that the dog is a self-object. Any guesses of what, what a self-object is? It's a reflection of, like, it's a representation of the self. Uh, in a sense. So there's this entire branch of psychology called self-psychology, uh, conceived mm-hmm. by Heinz Kohut in Chicago in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And today, blazing all the hits of psychology. That doesn't sound self-centered at all. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's quite literally self-centered, um, in that it's centered on the concept of the self. No? All right. Um... What is the self? Well, so uh, this is interesting. In, in 1977, Kohut explains um, that he purposely does not define the self. He explained his reasoning this way. Uh, the self is, like all reality, not knowable in its essence. We can describe the various cohesive forms in which the self appears, can demonstrate the several constituents that make up the self, and explain their genesis and functions. We can do all that, but we still do not know the essence of the self as differentiated from its manifestations. In other words, oh. I'm I'm putting a lot on Heinz Kohut. I mean, I'm 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 sure he did a lot of good work. I don't know, um, huh. but I, I mean, I, I find the idea uh, compelling in that. Uh, he, so he focuses a lot on this idea of the self, like what is our self conception? What is it to be us? Um, and one of the ways that uh, you know, kind of like one of the the thought technologies, for lack of a better word, around it is. Uh, this idea of a self object. Um, so that is an external object. It's not a part of you or a part of your body, um, but they're not experienced as separate and independent from the self. Um, there are persons, objects, or activities that, quote, complete the self uh, and which are nece- necessary for normal functioning. So I think this is an interesting concept in that I, I definitely get this, right? Like, um, I-, I think that particular phrasing makes it sound very just like, you know, like, oh, but I I must have this very thing. Like, it makes it sound maybe a little um, pathological or, or, or troubling somehow. But like... Right, no. like a Disney villain. Yeah. Like like someone who needs a fur coat made of uh, 99 Dalmatians. Yeah, that's a little upsetting to me. Mm. Uh, Just kill, like, two Dalmatians. Well, Why do you puppies. need to kill all the puppies? They're so small. And I can't wait. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Just kill their parents. Just let me complete the self. Jeez. Ah, Cruella. Uh, yeah, tough one. Um, but like, okay, so for instance, they uh, they throw out um, in, in Peanuts, Linus Van Pelt's uh, security blanket would totally uh-huh. be a self object. Um, right. And like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of spitballing something in my mind. Uh, you know what? I think a lot of us, maybe our phones are a bit of a self object um oh 100 yeah like i uh tried it out a new podcast app today and i swear it ruined my afternoon i was like this interface is different i have to i have to have a different mental model of how my podcasts are stored and it was really embarrassing to like be thrown so much and be like mm, nothing is working because i'm confused oh. by this object oh so the idea is that a dog is a self-object or can be and that's what creates part of that bond it's just like oh no this dog is considered like part of you um in your mental model i think a lot in the same way that like uh, a significant other can start to like creep into that zone where it's like oh no no, this is all just kind of one thing going on and like the way i define my own identity is heavily based in my interaction with this other thing 
be it a person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole that whole thing, it seems like a very dangerous road to go down, right? To have so much dependence on something that you really don't have control over. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, we're pack animals. Like I I think there is there's a part of uh there's a part of us where it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, we we have to perceive ourselves in um in light of other things in the world, right? Like, you know, what are we if we're just, you know, sitting in a uh uh sensory deprivation chamber? I don't know, a weirdo in a sensory deprivation chamber, I guess. But like we don't get the weirdo unless we have something to compare to. Yeah, I think so. I just mm, I think especially with the phone thing, like I think it's easy to like it seems like a dumb move to put so much of your own identity on something that is external to yourself. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like um it's kind of like being a Zelda boss and Go then on. putting your weak spot like on your throat. Like <laughs> you can just completely destroy me if you hit this like glowing gem on my throat. <laughs> But that glowing gem is a phone in your hand. <laughs> right, yeah. And oh no, I dropped it. The string is cracked now. Well, that's that. Yeah. Or just yeah, now, the battery died. Now I die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's uh, there's a lot of particulars around it. Um, I wonder. Um, but And by particulars, what I mean is that like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily a straight up good or a straight up bad thing. Because like... While I agree that, like, being super dependent on your phone to the point where it's, like, a total breakdown and who am I without this, um, uh, you know, I would say all the way on the other side, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Just not interact with the world and be like, no, 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 no. I am my own person forever. Like, there is no interaction with anything. Like, I don't know. That feels, it feels like you're denying something, you know? Like, we are all, we are all interdependent in some ways. Um, and, like... Yeah, I guess you can go be a grump out in the woods. But even then, like, you're going to feel like your cabin is a part of you. You're, you know, whatever. Right. So I wonder, uh, you know, how do you think of that in terms of dogs? Like, um, I don't think you've ever been a dog owner, right? Like, but you, you, you look like you're thinking about growing it. up. Okay. Wait, does that count? I was like, does that count if I had dogs growing up? <laughs> uh, let's say yes for the purposes of this conversation. Um, okay. Did did you feel uh like did would you say it was fair to feel like you uh, had some connection with that dog to the point where it was like it helped form your identity? Yeah. Okay. And like do you feel it like It didn't really help that my parents kept referring to us as all siblings <laughs> in a semi-joking way? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, my uh my dad and stepmom when they had my little brother made a point of uh stopping referring to the dog the dog and cat as their kids or like calling the dog and cat brother and sister they're like we can't do that it's gonna confuse him yeah yeah um so you had a real sense of fraternity with these animals is what i'm saying hearing yeah mm, yeah that's nice um so you wouldn't uh it sounds like you're 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 coming around to this self-object idea i mean like Trying to get you to, I know, like, I think there's a the lot two. of merit in it, but okay. I don't know if that's a... I don't love it as a framework to think about our relationship to dogs. And, like... Because, like, I feel like our relationships to dogs are, like, a really good, healthy thing. Like, I think dog therapy is really, really helpful. Mm. <laughs> like, it has been helpful for me, but to think of it as, like, if you put a lot of your identity on this creature that has no concept of 
what identity is, then that'll work out for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, human brains are real weird. Uh, I think you end up doing it, but I don't necessarily think it's something I would want to consciously do. I mean, I guess I would also say that I, thinking about it now, like, I don't know that I've done it all the time either, though. I mean, I guess I, you, you, I always anthropomorphize dogs or, like, somehow, like, imagine a rapport with them that may or may not be there. Um, <laughs> but, like... I've like, yeah, taken care of people's dogs before where I'd like, oh, yeah, we're having a good time together. And then like, what do these dogs care? Like the moment that I'm gone, it's like, all right, what's new? Oh, they so care. Hmm. They totally care. Both of the the folks, well, two of the three folks that I pet sit, sat for were like, our dog loves you. <laughs> After I left, they would say like, and I think that this can't, this can't be a real thing. But like the dogs would go to like the guest room and yeah. just like want to sleep in the guest room that night oh and then go Catherine. yeah and they would learn to speak yeah. and they would say my name and they would howl at the moon Ooh, Catherine. but like oh when they tell me that I'm, it gives me such a sense of like i matter <laughs> <laughs> someone cares uh but like it has to just be like a like a brain thing they can't yeah. actually miss me they probably don't remember me at all i mean you get in a real dicey territory as soon as you start being like well does anyone really love anyone else or is it just brain chemicals and then i go no 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 no, no, no. i'm not really in a good emotional state to have that conversation and i never <laughs> will be <laughs> um but i mean i don't know i think that's that uh, when you put it that way, that seems like the real crux of like why therapy dogs seem great. And, uh, you know, I love, I still say service dogs are my favorite. They're the best because they're great dogs and they do this thing. Like they're hardworking. It's so great. Um, the thing about service dogs is like, I, I can never greet them. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I should never try to speak to the service dog. He's working right now. He right. or she is busy. Yeah. Well, you just have to show your uh, appreciation. They're workaholics, way. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you just salute them as they walk past. Um, right. Right. You say thank you for your service. Yeah. Dog. Um, yeah. Well, but so like the therapy dog, though, is still just like super great. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like they make you feel like you matter. They just engage with you, you know, like they're just like. It's so nice when an interaction with another person goes really well. And you're like, that was nice. Like, this just like that felt great. Um and dogs are just like offering that on fire sale. They're just like, yeah, sure. What do you need? I'm here. <laughs> and I'm going to give it my all every time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm also like, that's a lot of what we pay therapists for too, right? Is this like, hey, I know you don't super care about me, but what if through the machinery of capitalism, uh, we created a way in which you could pretend to care about me, you know, like in a deep engaging way uh, as your work? But dogs just do it for chicken or whatever. I think a good therapist will is the type of person who's just very good at caring. And like, listen, I'm going to care either way, so I might as well get paid for it. <laughs> I think that's what a really good therapist is like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the patient-therapist relationship is uh, complex and not entirely informed by, you know, like, yes, I will have the money and I will care exactly $50 worth. Great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, they they wouldn't take that time with you uh, 
if you weren't paying them maybe just because they couldn't right you know like they'd have to do some other job but Mm -hmm. either way whereas with a dog it's it's sort of just a freebie yeah it's a real freebie well well i mean the dog doesn't have great advice hopefully the therapist has some good advice yeah that's true they're good listeners though you can just tell them stuff hello dog Yes, I did murder that man. I did. Yes. Ooh, a weight off our shoulders. <laughs> well, uh, now that I've finally gotten your confession on tape, I think we'll uh, adjourn court for today. That's right. This is the end of podcast court. Oh, bomb bomb. <laughs> All right. Until next session, that's Catherine Kogan over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. Bye. Bye. Bye.